0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode 102. All right, guys, we made it. This is study five, the last study of Daniel in the Lion's Den, the series that we've been going through, which is based off of my upcoming book, Living in the Lion's Den. We are going to find out what actually happened to Daniel how King Darius reacts when he finds out that Daniel is in fact alive and was not mauled by the lions. We will go through some incredible insights and I really am glad that you are here with me. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can tune into episodes 90, 92, 95, and 97 for studies 1 through 4. Before we get any further, I have the three winners here of the digital devotional package for the 100th podcast giveaway. The first person is Shanita Apostolic Girl One. Congratulations. Second winner is Regan Mostyn. You are at Lane Mostyn on Instagram. I'm so excited for you. Last but not least, the third winner is Melissa, who's my darling journey on Instagram. Congratulations, girl. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on these. So if I announce your name, DM me on Instagram at Live, or send me your email or an email to my email address so I can get your email at helloawesomeshop at gmail.com. That way I can send you a link so you can download the entire digital devotional package bundle. It's gonna be filled with some really, really good stuff. Thank you guys so, so much. I am just really, really excited to bring this to you today. I don't want to hold off. So here we go, guys. This is episode 102 that I am calling Living in the Lion's Den Study 5. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights That will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us That's www.nuggles.us and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O N E N E S S S O A P B I Z.com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is duh. And my favorite ones are from SoVita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at SoVita.com. That's S E W V I D A.com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, See Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at csaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y dot com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with C-Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Hey friends, welcome back. We are finishing up the Daniel in the Lion's Den study today. We've been combing through the events of how the innocent servant Daniel ended up at the bottom of a dangerous pit filled with lions, mirroring some topics and principles that I highlight in my upcoming new book titled Living in the Lion's Den. Now, if you haven't listened to this whole study in order, I really suggest that you do because the details are very important. At least go back after you've listened to this last episode of the study to give you context and insight. Episodes 90, 92, 95, and 97 contain studies 1 through 4. Today we finish with study number 5. The new book, Living in the Lion's Den, puts this incredible historical story of Daniel in the Lion's Den center stage and it isn't the only thing that I talk about in this book. We discuss grief, prayer, betrayal, heaven, and so much more. If you've been feeling overwhelmed and discouraged by current events as a follower of Christ, my new book will be for you. I'll be announcing the pre-order date shortly. It is most likely gonna be at the end of May, so very, very close and I cannot wait. Before we jump into the story, I just wanna let you know that there will be some background noise in this episode. I have my amazing dad here working on the deck outside and my kids are doing school. So, if you hear something in the background, that is just life. Okay, so we left off the story with King Darius sealing the door of the lions' den, leaving poor Daniel to face hungry lions in Daniel 6:17. In Daniel 6:18, we see a very upset and remorseful king. Daniel was his treasured servant, a man he could trust, possibly the only man he respected out of all of his servants, and throughout his entire kingdom. But due to the self-centered flaws of King Darius, the new decree stated that everyone must worship the king and no other for 30 days, or the lion's den would be their fate. Daniel loved God, and immediately after hearing the decree, he worshipped the one and only true God. Upon realizing what he had done to the man he admired, King Darius's spirit was full of sorrow and grief. The only hope Daniel and the king had for deliverance was a miracle from God. King Darius couldn't sleep, as we read in the last study. He couldn't eat and was not entertained by music, something that normally entertained kings of that day. Nothing could cheer him up. The king just wanted Daniel to be okay, and he lamented over the situation, but very soon, King Darius is going to get a glimpse into why Daniel only honors the king of kings. Let's read Daniel 6:19 through 20. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste into the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou serveth continually, able to deliver thee from the lions?' Filled with anxious anticipation, King Darius got up early in the morning and hurried to the lion's den. I can picture the king in a frenzied, emotional mess, hurrying to check on his beloved Daniel. His heart was tender toward the faithful servant he had grown to care for. I can only imagine his thoughts. Did the God Daniel serves actually save him? What will I find when that stone is pushed aside? We read that King Darius cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. Lamentable means grieved, full of anguish and pain. It wasn't a casual call. There was this urgency in his tone that came from a tormented heart. The king acknowledges that Daniel was a servant of the living God. Is King Darius' faith and hope in the Lord growing? Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah thirty two seventeen for with God nothing shall be impossible Luke one thirty seven. There are moments in life where we hold our breath waiting for the answer to a pressing issue, test results from the doctor, a phone call about a new job offer, an acceptance or dismissal, letter from college. The text that says our food is on the way. Ah, well maybe that last one is just for me right now. Will God answer the prayer we so desperately need or desire? Yes, he is able. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. This fills us with reassurance and hope. While waiting for an answer, we are full of urgency and impatience. Hold on to the fact that God can do anything, no matter what. We must trust. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Daniel six twenty one. He's alive. As Daniel's voice echoes up out of the pit, I could feel a wave of relief and awe rise up from King Darius' spirit. God did it. He really saved Daniel. Did the king leap for joy at the sound of his faithful servant? Did he shout and throw his sandals in the air like celebratory confetti? I totally would. Let's read again the first thing Daniel says. O king, live forever after spending an entire night locked in a damp, dark lion's pit. In his first words, Daniel shows us the level of his faithfulness and loyalty as a man of God. Although he was a servant to the Lord, Daniel paid respect to the king by greeting him in royal honor. O king, live forever is a sign of respect. The leaders who manipulated the king to sign the new decree said the same phrase back in Daniel 6, 5, and 6. It is a common greeting used to address royals. As Daniel said this to King Darius from the lion's den, it was actually the twelfth time used in scripture. This phrase, O King, live forever, continues throughout our history. Queen Elizabeth II was greeted this way on July 3, 1953 at her coronation in the Abbey Church at St. Peter, Westminster. People showed respect by pledging, God saves Queen Elizabeth. Long live Queen Elizabeth. May the Queen live forever. We see in Daniel's response no hard feelings towards King Darius, the one who made the decree, and the one who sealed the door of the den it presents a question to us right now. What will our response be toward the people responsible for our suffering? If Daniel would have allowed unforgiveness to have overpowered his heart, two very drastic things would have happened. First, not forgiving King Darius would have created a breach in Daniel's heart and this would greatly affect his relationship with God. Second, not forgiving King Darius would completely change how Daniel would continue leading in Babylon. Jesus also had a similar response while he suffered persecution at Calvary. The Lord wasn't bitter or angry. Jesus knew his persecutors acted out of ignorance and lack of knowledge. As he hung on the cross, his body suffering from pain and exhaustion, Jesus manages to utter these words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23 34. The ability to forgive even the most vile person can be attained by the ability to humble ourselves at the feet of God. When we recognize there is no identity for us outside of his hands, we see that only greatness can be achieved through the Lord. If we make devotion and prayer a priority in our life, then God will enable us the ability to forgive the very person who brings us suffering. The battle inside of every human being is the battle between denying ourselves and denying God. Our flesh will want to fight in situations where we feel justice must be served. All the signs we see might point to us being right about bringing down the hammer upon the head of our persecutor. They might deserve a harsh punishment or a strict sentence. However, if we go to battle Without the blessing of the Lord, we must prepare for the possibility that we might lose, not just ethically, but also lose our spiritual witness. There are many biblical examples that teach us how powerful forgiveness can be. This is one of them. It's a tool that brings reconciliation to the hearts of God's people. Where people are divided, the enemy rejoices. It's the grace and mercy of the Father that forgiveness can be used to heal and quiet the voice of the old serpent. I want a heart like Daniel to be able to forgive and show honor to King Darius after spending an entire night in the darkness of the pit among lions. It goes to show the level in which Daniel was devoted to God's ways. He sought the Lord every day in prayer and that dictated how he lived his life. Daniel didn't do his own thing and then use prayer as a backup plan. It was that bond with God that established Daniel's faith, and that's what flowed as he lived. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Daniel six twenty two. After Daniel shows honor to King Darius, he shares a testimony of deliverance. How long did Daniel have to wait to share this part of his story? The Lord must have allowed the angel to help Daniel shortly after he was thrown into the lion's den. I am sure that there wasn't much time to waste. The lions were ready to eat. It's a good thing we have a God who is always right on time. And yet Daniel had to still wait in the dark, even after the miracle came. Daniel shares what occurred in the lion's den. God sends an angel, and they shut the lion's mouths. In the word of God, we're told that angels are ministering spirits. They're heavenly messengers and representatives. God is all-powerful, yet there's an army waiting to assist and protect his children. God doesn't need angels. He can do anything. I believe that angels are for us. To minister, to keep watch, and to step in when we need a miracle. Angels don't add to God's strength, but they do add to ours. For he shall give angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. Psalm 91, 11-14 through 14. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Psalm 34, 7 We have an advocate and angels on our side. As I was reading the verse, Daniel 6:22 over and over again, something astounds me. After Daniel tells King Darius that the angel of the Lord shows up, he says, and have shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. My mind can't help but think about the natural instincts of lions. I'm assuming these weren't the domesticated zoo animals that we're used to. The lions could have been kept wild so that their impulses would kick in when provoked. They could have been trained to kill people and be used to it. I find it very interesting, however, how just shutting the lions' mouths forced them to stop attacking Daniel altogether. Were they in just shock that they mellowed out? The lions didn't hurt Daniel at all. They didn't paw at him or bother him the entire night. What this tells me is that there's always more surrounding a miracle than we realize. The angel of the Lord not only shut their mouths, but influenced the atmosphere somehow so that Daniel walked away unharmed. No bites, but also no scratches. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Daniel 6.22 Daniel continued on explaining that God found innocence within him and also before King Darius he makes this bold proclamation of truth that can't be denied. If Daniel would have acted out of bitterness or retaliation, the outcome might have been very different. Daniel acted humbly in the face of persecution and suffering, showing us a wise approach in difficult situations. False accusations and defamation of character might lead us to face a dark season of life. Let's not be provoked by the manipulation. We need to hold fast to the truth of our behavior and let God reveal the truth in time. It will be the truth that will set us free. Truth always wins. Let's not settle for a watered-down counterfeit. His truth will bring us through the dark seasons of life. We will emerge untouched and victorious just like Daniel. Abide with God and he will abide with you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Psalm 91, 1-4 I wonder what was going through Daniel's mind when the lion's mouths were shut but the stone didn't slide open. The angel didn't move it. No one came to rescue him that night. Daniel had to remain in the darkness and he didn't know for how long. Have you ever had a moment in a dark season of life where all you could do was wait for it to be over? Sometimes the thing that we thought would defeat us actually doesn't defeat us at all. When it's happening, it's hard to see the reality. Nobody really talks about what happens after a miracle. When doors are still closed and you can't walk through into the new season, the next season yet. When the dust has settled, but we have to sit still until the light shines on the path once again. Throughout this story, we've noticed that Daniel's faith in God did not change. I have to believe that since God delivered him from the lion's mouths, he knew that God could deliver him out of the pit. It's possible Daniel believed that God had a way out for him. And so in this season of waiting, I imagine that Daniel was praying. If we know one thing about Daniel, it was that he was a praying man. He loved the Lord and he loved his ways. Daniel expressed it through prayer and deep devotion to God. So picture Daniel in the dark, surrounded by docile lions, praying with the peace of God flooding through his heart. Being comforted by the presence of the Lord, the same Lord who sent an angel. As the hours went by, his prayers probably continued. God's presence brings us to a place of peace when everything else around us brings pressure. We aren't told specifically what Daniel did after the miracle, but I'm guessing he had a little chat with God. Perhaps that's why Daniel knew that God found him innocent. He could have been talking to him throughout the entire night his heart longing to connect with the God of the miracle, even while he was still in the middle of the dark. If we have a real relationship with Jesus, we are never alone. We will always have a father and a friend, someone to talk to when everything and everyone else is gone. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up, out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his god daniel 6:23 knowing god is the key to surviving the world we live in today our government is not our savior our pastor is not our savior our parent is not our savior our heart is definitely not our savior there's only one who qualifies for that title in his name is Jesus. When the world fades, when the culture changes, when friends betray, and when all good seems to have gone away, our savior stays. He is our rock when the tremors of life shake our core. When relationships with people feel like you're being pulled to the bottom of the ocean, a relationship with God will have you walking on the waves. The same God who watched Daniel Enter into the pit of the lions. It is the same God who watches us enter into the dangerous chapters of our stories. Aren't you thankful that we have a God who not only knows where we are, but he also knows where we are going? If we stay bonded to him, nothing that we face will be a match against the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan is waiting to see who will abandon their faith, When a lion spots weak prey, they pounce. We cannot afford to have a weak prayer life in the world that we live in today. Mainstream conversations want to glorify being woke, but the only true wokeness is when God's people stay awake spiritually. It is not time to sleep in your walk with the Lord. Be watchful. You don't have to be afraid of the enemy's devices. Simply resist, and he has to flee. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. When we share our stories of how God delivered us out of the dark pit, it's not to glorify the trial. Sharing our stories inspires people who are still at the bottom of their situation. It is also shining the light on the one who is the light for us. Enduring the lion's den doesn't take talent. It doesn't take being a cunning fighter or a swift runner. Daniel wasn't equipped like a soldier physically. It was spiritually that he was equipped with much more. Victory comes through a prayer life, a faithful prayer life, and a revelation that the lion is always with us. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces and ever they came at the bottom of the den. Daniel six twenty four. Daniel's accusers weren't just corrupt in one area of their life. Their actions towards Daniel flowed from an evil heart. The sin within them led to their choices. I am sure... This affected to how the leaders selected their spouses and ran their households. In the larger scheme of things, it makes sense why King Darius ordered for their families to meet the same fate they did. As harsh as it may seem, God put an end to the corruption by allowing this to happen. However, I believe that we don't have to follow the footsteps of a corrupted family legacy. It doesn't matter how much sorrow our family story is. The sinful decisions of our family members or parents might embarrass or hurt us. If we keep our eyes on God, we don't have to repeat corrupt history. The Lord's mercy is available and his blood can give us a new life. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Daniel 6:25-27. Daniel's testimony moved King Darius to take action. He could no longer allow the prideful decision he made influence the very people he was to lead. King Darius was so convinced that Daniel's God was the one true God that he wrote to the people around the world to let them know What a difference we see in the heart of the king. He went from being fearful to encouraged. A testimony can change the tune in someone's life. Our stories are not just our own. The king wanted people to understand that from now on, the kingdom under the leadership of King Darius would fear the Lord, giving God the reverence he deserved. The king made a new decree, severing idol worship, and his own sinful participation. He declared that everyone in his kingdom would follow God because God's kingdom won't be destroyed. His empire has no end. What a huge change compared to the beginning when King Darius was so nervous and afraid for his life that he surrounded himself with a great team of people to protect him. When the king was so consumed with his image and pride, he was swayed by the flattery of Daniel's betrayers. Now it seems the only one the king needs on his team is God himself. Daniel pursued God when he was promoted and pursued God when he was betrayed. In our pursuit of God, the circumstances don't actually matter. We should pursue him regardless of the situation. God is worth pursuing. We are chosen. We are heirs. Why would we settle for what this world has to offer? when the creator of the universe offers us so much more. Please do not let your grief lead you into the arms of a world that cannot save your soul. King Darius had thought that he was worthy of worship. The first decree forced his people to bow down to a statue of his likeness. However, the King of Kings has selected Daniel to be an heir to a much greater kingdom. God used his devoted servant, his beloved child, to show the whole world who really is worthy to be praised. Daniel couldn't have known that his greatest season of darkness was going to set free the chains within an earthly king's mind. In the end, King Darius spiritually casted his crown at the Lord's feet when he publicly created a new decree. This decree was not wrapped in his own ego. It wasn't forced by wicked narratives and whispers. This new decree would establish that his kingdom on earth would align with the only kingdom that will stand throughout all of time. And here we are today, facing unprecedented challenges in the United States as we walk through the door of a new season in the year 2021. As I said before, history always repeats itself because sin always does. But take heart, fam. There is a God whose promises never cease and whose kingdom never fades. It is time to throw our own crowns at the feet of the God who has the power to bind Satan and cast him into a pit. His kingdom will not crumble and his majesty is not in jeopardy. As an heir, the Lord has imputed you with that same power to overcome the enemy. Gain God and you will gain enough. Wow, seriously guys, what a powerful story. I'm so excited that you've joined me on this journey. Like I said, go back to the previous episodes if you haven't already. Start with study one. There's so many nuggets of wisdom that the Lord has given me through this study and I am forever changed and I hope you are too. I will be announcing very, very soon within a week or two the date For the pre-order of my upcoming new book living in the lion's den so please I hope that you are going to purchase a copy for yourself there's so much more insight scriptures and commentary surrounding this story of Daniel in the lion's den it is going to blow your mind because it blew mine I will be saying the date on the podcast for the pre-order but Follow me on Instagram at Hello Awesome Live. Sign up for my Saturday Devotions, which is my newsletter that goes out every Saturday. I always uh, send updates to them. Follow me all over on social media because um, I'll probably be sharing that first before I'm on the podcast. So I don't want you to miss the date because this is going to be an exciting, exciting book. I am honored that the Lord has chosen me to bring this message to you. And I know that he is able to do more than me. So I trust that this story is for a reason. I feel like this book is for such a time as this. It is timely. And it is the way that the Lord has crafted um, just this journey. And I'm just so excited to see how God is going to use all of this for for his glory and for his good. So I urge you to take a screenshot of this study. Share it on your Instagram, on your Facebook. Tag me, JC Lee Pulford. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, Hello Awesome Live, so that I could um, know that you're sharing it with your friends and your family. Hopefully it will be an encouragement to others, especially during this time in our country. All right, guys, I love you all. The rest of this podcast season will feature new guest interviews. So yes, this is the last solo show of season five. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have amazing conversations still in the next couple of weeks and check back every Monday. This podcast season will go through May and it will probably end um, in that month so I hope you guys enjoy what you have heard so far and thank you for stopping in and tuning in to the Hello Awesome podcast have a great week and I'll talk to you again next time were you inspired by this episode I hope so if you were please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories tagging me at Hello Awesome Live. That's H E L L O A W E S O M E L I V E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head HelloAwesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.